Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. Right here. We roll on. First of all, AJ Styles, um, everyone listening knows who he's facing on Sunday. But, uh, AJ, I was just reminding, I was just talking to my agent Dipperstein about it. Last year we had this moment that I highly doubt you remember before Hall of Fame. I think I introduced you to, and there were like other people around, and it, it doesn't cross my mind because I'm just a loudmouth as who I am. And I'm, and I'm being sarcastic because he's a wrestling fan and obviously knows who you are. And I go, Dipperstein, I'm sorry, have you met the best wrestler in the world, AJ Styles? And for a second, I had a moment where I was like, oh, man, should I not say that? Does he get uncomfortable when I actually say it in front of other people that he's the best wrestler in the world? I think it's, uh, you know, yeah, I get uncomfortable, especially when you said uh, with guys that I work with. I'm like, yeah, he don't know what he's talking about. Guys. He's an idiot. You know he's an idiot. <laughs> he, he, he doesn't watch very much wrestling. He barely watches. Why um, do you shy away from that so much? What? I just feel like that. How can you can even be considered as that when you're? I'm still learning. I still have so much to learn, I, and I still learn every time I talk to Vince McMahon. Or even Triple H or Shawn Michaels, like you talk to those guys and you're like, oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm doing in here. You know, like you don't know it all. And so, how can you be the best if you don't? You don't know it. Don't yeah. they say that though? That the masters are always in this perpetual state of learning and trying to improve and be better. But you said it with an S, masters. More so, that means there's there's more than one. So, how can you can be? How can you be considered the best if you're one of many? So. You're not the best. Okay, so how one about this best. though? You, you, do you consider one of the best? Do you, I'll take that. Do you consider yourself in the category of the best? I'd like to think so. All right, I'd like to think so. And who else is in that category right there's, now? There's, there's, there's a lot of guys that are in that category. A lot of guys you wouldn't expect. I, I like for me, the, John Cena's in that category. Like, well, he, what made you start thinking that? What? Just his the way he approaches matches and stories, and then the way he puts it together. Like this guy is determined to do anything and everything it takes. To make this match work. How recently did you come to that conclusion that for you, John Cena is among the best? Uh, shortly after meeting him, like because he, uh, the way he explained stuff to me and the reason why and the, uh, just the stuff that we did in that ring, it, it was like uh, I had to sit back. There was, you know what it was? Is, um, we were going over stuff and I said, listen, I'll listen to you when it comes to the story. You listen to me, just like hopefully you'll listen to me when it comes to inside that ring. And I think I may have go, it was like a moment where he goes, huh, all right, you don't think you I know, think I can wrestle. <laughs> all right, here it comes, pal. And boy, and he showed me, he, this dude knows what he's doing in the ring. There's no doubt about that. And it, it, it's, it's not about the moves. It's about how everything fits together. That's interesting. So you, yeah. so you obviously know the criticism. You're a wrestling fan and a wrestler. So, you know, as fans, we sit there and we go, oh, you know, people don't think that his, uh, and I'm, I'm included in this. I'm not trying to say I'm above it, that his, uh, that his finish looks painful enough, um, or even though I know it feels quite differently. Take it three or four times. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say, I know. Tell how you feel the next morning. I know. Um, so you're, because people do have those things about him. They think something's unrealistic about his style. But this is why it's interesting to talk to the people who do it. As fans, sometimes it's difficult to fully appreciate all those intangibles you're talking about in terms of just how he goes into a match and makes the match mean something. So we're talking about a guy whose finish doesn't look like it could you know, really hurt someone. But you're still really into his matches. And when he does hit this move, you're thinking, oh, he just, he just won. Like, yeah. like, so does it really matter? You know, I guess what these purists thinks to, to a degree, because at the end of the day, it's not about the move. Cause I've seen plenty of moves. I'm like, huh? Oh, what? 
You know, the, like the leg drop. Well, everybody hits a super right. kick, but it's Shawn Michaels' finish. You see what I'm saying? So it's how it's set up to be maybe the the finish. So who else is in that category? I think there's a, a number of guys. I think you can throw Daniel Bryan in that category. I, I'm, we're all thankful that he's back. I'm selfishly thankful. Well, he's how, back. how how quickly did you guys talk? Or did you already know it was happening? Like, well, the- he had he had told me, and uh, and I went to someone. I uh, went to him, and I said, "Wow, for someone who is, uh, you know, just got cleared, you're not very excited." He goes, "I can't talk about it. I'll start crying." I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> you're that excited, <laughs> you know?" So, uh, and before this happened, I was like, "Man, I, selfishly, I, I hope to God you get cleared. If there's anything, you know, do I need to go? You know, can do you want me to go talk to somebody? Can I? Can I just like, you're gonna? He's gonna go somewhere, yeah, and, and put on a, an amazing show." You might as well have him do it here, you know. Or you'll be kicking yourselves. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, and they can protect him, too, and you honestly. can protect him better than he can be protected. Right, other because places. because the truth is, um, if he goes and, and does independence or somewhere else, they may not know the situation or how. Yeah, I think he's fine completely. I think that anything goes with Daniel Bryan. He wouldn't have it any different. How, how are you like? How excited personally are you? Do you have any ideas in your head already? Of how oh yeah. I have plenty of ideas. Um, so many ma- we you know we've had three or four matches that we've both forgotten. Where yeah, where were they? I know we've had uh, Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor one. Yeah, okay. Um, I think every one of them actually, uh, maybe once one or, one or two weren't, um, but they've all been good matches. So I have no worries when it comes to him and I getting in the ring. How different is it though? So one of the things that I got a lot of I got some heat from uh, heat for from some of our listeners is that. And I wanted to get to this guy anyway, so it's a good segue. Kenny Omega. I've, I've been calling. I called the Kenny Omega match ten years ago in New Jersey. Been watching him for a very long time. He's he's amazing. Almost said phenomenal. You did. Almost I played no, myself. he's almost, not. I saw not almost fifteen cent. You know. I know. Um, he's incredible. However, there is something about seeing someone work on this stage that is different. This is the biggest stage in the world. I don't care what anybody says. Listen, I know. I've been there. I, I know. I know the difference. I've, I've seen the Tokyo Dome, and when you see WrestleMania, it's a totally different animal. When you see how the WWE works and and how worldwide it is. So when I'd come home from Japan and I go through immigration, well, why were you over there? I was wrestling. Like WWE, yeah. yeah. Like WWE. <laughs> now, no, no, I. I I work for WWE. <laughs> it's you know? the real deal. Why'd you army over there? I, I, I can say uh, I work for WWE. Right. That, that's the difference. It's not like WWE. It is. It, it is, is WWE. Um, do you think Kenny Omega will end up in WWE? Never say never. Did if if I would uh, if somebody would have asked you that about, about you? AJ Styles three yeah. years ago, would you? What would you say? I'd given up. Uh, I'd I'd completely given up on and, you being here. And uh, but we've. We've now told that story. Like, listen, we're not afraid to hire guys who are late in in their later thirties. You know, that's not it doesn't seem like it's an issue. We take better for, better care of ourselves uh, these days, and so that we're able to go and and put on you know entertaining shows throughout and into our forties. So, I think never say never with Kenny Omega. I think that he's a very dedicated um, performer, and but at the do end you think the, he's in the conversation of the best in the world that we just talked about? I, I would think so. I mean, I th- if you ask anybody, I think they would put him in there. But at the end of the day, uh, for me, I got four kids. Uh, I got to do what's best for them and, and what's best for me as far as the business that I'm trying to, to do here. And because I can't do this forever. 
Right. You know, uh, one of the reasons uh, I hope to work here when my career's over. I enjoy this place. I like it. I actually know what I'm doing to an extent here. So, uh, does it surprise you that you like it and you're so comfortable here? Like, it's new. You were at one place for a very long time. Yeah. Competition you at know, that. It, it, exactly. This is the equivalent. I mean, let, let's let's be totally honest. This is like he, when Jericho came over. And, let, and let's be fair, comparison wise, it's not like it's not like TNA was ever the Red Sox to WWE's Yankees. No, right? no, no. It was no, more no. like Pawtucket Red Sox, but still. Yeah, right, right, was, yeah yes, <laughs> but, yes. No, you're right. But either way, it still was a place that you know. I was gonna, and you fit in seamlessly. Like it, it doesn't even seem like you're new here anymore. It seems like you are a WWE. You, you guy. know, I have a lot of friends here, though. Yeah, I, I do. I do. Well, a lot of guys. Uh, I asked Carl Anderson and uh, who was sitting with us and Braun. We were all sitting at a table uh, in the back in the green room. And I asked Carl Anderson and Braun to get up so the TNA guys could sit together. You know, like because it was it was Joe, Mickey James, Luke Gallows. Like, there's a lot of uh, um, Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods. Like, okay. like, like, there's a lot of guys you you forgot that were there. You know, so it was good for a lot of people. It was good for me because I got to work guys like Booker T. In, and Kurt Angle and Christian. Like, I worked those guys in TNA. It was a learning thing for me. I got to learn so much. Uh, it made me who I am today. Was there a difference when you were there and you'd go from working a program from a guy who was a career TNA guy or an indie guy turned TNA versus working with a Christian or a booker and people who had already been to the highest level? Like, did you, you could you notice a difference? Well, I, I definitely noticed a difference for sure. Uh, they're just on a different level of, of work. I mean, you talk about Kurt Angle. Holy crap. You know, it was just a different level. Uh, Christian, like, you didn't, you just don't understand how much of a ring general he really is. Like, until you get in the ring with him. Like, he is in control of the situation. He's got it, and he's thinking so quick. Like, he's so quick. Um, just guys like that, it's just you, different level in the way that they do stuff. Any part of you, um, you know, SmackDown is the show that AJ Styles built. It, any part of you ever be like, man, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of ready for that feeling of Raw. We all know, I, I'm a, I love SmackDown. Everyone loves SmackDown. We all know what Raw means here. Raw is Raw, always has been, always will be. Is there a part of you that's ready to get back to that and be like, oh, I kind of want that vibe? I don't know, man. I've kind of taken that pride in. Oh, you, we're the B show, huh? You know that that's what you we're the number two show. All right, well, you better keep us from being number one. You know, and that's <laughs> that's what happened. With that's happened before. Because we were moving too fast and too hard, mm-hmm. and uh, and will that happen again? I think there's a good chance that's going to happen because we're going to swap some things up, we're going to change some things, and it's going to be very entertaining. I'm not sure where I'll go. I'll be honest. And with where's you. Daniel Bryan going to be? Yeah, right. There's some things that that should and could happen that uh, better be prevented, or we're going to go number one again, and that's going to piss some people off. So Shinsuke on Sunday. Um, do you have an expectation of where this match should go on the card? Well, I mean, it's it's called the main event. Uh, I think that after what we just talked about, I think that uh, it won't be last. I would think, though, they're going to wish it was. That's my expectations. That's because yeah. of the pride I have in myself. That's the ego that I that have, and, and, and Shinsuke has the same mindset as well. And we're going to kick the piss out of each other. We're going to punch each other in the face. And it's it's not going to be your average match that you think you've seen before. It's going to be different than anything else. It's going to be a it may be a little brutal. You know, we, we're going to be friends. You know, before the match, before that bell rings, we're friends. But it's go time when we step in the ring, and 
if, if he wants to throw in that strong style, I'm going to give it right back to him. Now, you said you'll be friends before the match. <laughs> what happens after the match if you end up having to turn over that hardware? Well, I won't, I won't take it uh, too gracefully. You know, but I, it isn't the first time I've lost. I've lost before. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, you know, I don't, that's not the plan, obviously. I, I don't <laughs> right. feel like, you know, I, I enjoy being the champ. I, I do. But is there a so, so serious question? If you lose on Sunday and it's that moment, and my opinion is, um, and I remember I said the same thing to Sasha Banks a couple years ago, and it did not do wonders for our relationship. No, so hopefully it, doesn't, well. hopefully it doesn't hurt me and you who have always gotten along well. I feel that from a story standpoint, this is the time for Shinsuke's story to, to culminate. It's one year. That we don't know the mileage. I, I believe that the mileage on his body has taken, from what I can tell, a little bit more of a toll even than maybe on yours, and it's kind of time to get things moving with Shinsuke. If that if it does go that way, and Shinsuke's hand is raised, and you're laying there, and you hear the crowd, and they're loving it, and you hear his music, it, it hurts to hand over that hardware. While you're laying there, though, do you sit there and go, like, this is awesome, this is what we wanted? Or of course. It, it's, is, it still an, is it equally an amazing feeling? It, it's equally an amazing feeling to get the response that you want, win or lose. This, Listen, I'll tell you the same thing that I told my kids when they saw me lose to Chris Jericho. Trust me. Dad won that night. That's it. I mean, I, I'm at WrestleMania. I won. So if you hear that, if you hear those violins playing and the crowd going nuts, and you're laying there looking up, you're smiling to yourself, going, "This is pretty cool." Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. I won't. You won't see the smile, but there's definitely some uh, the happiness going through the old brain of it. How do you? How do you and Shinsuke uh, communicate? Is it? Is it talking or? Whoa! I mean, yeah, he speaks very good English. Well, I. By the way. I've only had very limited conversations with Shinsuke. But Shinsuke is a bad example. Overseas in general, when you're working with people who speak different languages, which at this point is more common, period. Well, you know that, you know, professional wrestling has its own language. That's what I'm saying. So everything's the same. Like a body slam is a body slam. But in, in Japan, a, you know, a body slam is a body slam, but Rainbuster is a uh, suplex. That's about the only difference. And what about how much of it, how much would you say, and I know this part's kind of impossible to describe to non wrestlers, how much is verbal versus just a touch? In terms of how you communicate, uh, it's about fifty-fifty. I think that, uh, especially when you know each other very well, sometimes you don't, there's no verbal stuff going on. It's just react and do what we do. I, I just don't understand it. I, I got to tell you, no matter how close I get to it, the part that makes you guys artists that I'll just never grasp is how, like, who, who for example, who who have you worked the most with in your life? Like, you could do anything with at any moment. Uh, you could, there's definitely two of those guys. Um, well, there's actually a lot more than that. Christopher Daniels, Kurt Angle. Throw it, throw me in there with Samoa Joe. Samoa, I was gonna say Joe. You know, there's those guys that, that, I, you know, I'd be like, hey, you wanna do this? Okay. So if right now, that's ju- it. If, call it, it so if they got in the ring right, if right now, in the ring right now, we're leading on a ring. Hey. You jumped in here and, and hey, so, Samoa Joe, if I started beating the piss out of him, I knocked him to that corner he, and I come running, he knows what's gonna happen. I know what's gonna happen. We know what's gonna happen. I don't so have wait, the same thing to him. What is gonna happen though is he, does he move? Do nope. you, do you nope. jump and land a, a nope. body we, splash? I, we know what's gonna happen. You're not supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but but when he he'll know, and I don't have to say a word. And uh, I mean, there's a lot of things that will happen where we don't have to say anything to each other. But uh, I can look at him, and we'll know. Well, so this is like a little thing, and I, I don't want you to tell us, especially Dipperson yeah, would kill yeah. himself if he'd ever heard this stuff. But one of the things that I always find interesting is. You know, you, you go to throw someone into the ropes. They reverse it, throw you into the ropes, right? Uh, they come back. You drop down. They jump. All the basic little things. 
Well, see, that's that, that's incorrect. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Why Chris. would I drop down when I see someone coming? Because a drop down is a, a maneuver that's like, oh shoot, I don't see him coming, but I bet you coming. I try to trip him. So you, that's why you'll never see me drop down as I see it as as a guy's coming right at me. I see him coming. Why would I drop down? I want to just knock his head off. Right. So if there's if he's coming at me real hard, like full steam ahead, I'll just jump over him. But now I don't see him, so I drop drop down to hopefully trip him. You know, hopefully all that's throwing him off because I'm come back with a drop kick. That's why that happens. So okay, that's why he's one of the masters, though. Too. Do you ever? Do you have you had a moment? Who's the master? <laughs> Show <We've>, up. <laughs> we've all had conversations here, at least with ourselves. I'm sure where you, we've seen him hit his forearm, forearm, and you go, it looks like a goddamn video game. Pardon yeah. my French. Even the, how, do you ever see? Do you ever see a move like that of yours and go? All right, I'm pretty good. That looks pretty good. There's there's a lot that goes in. It's not just like it's a lot. Like I'm trying to make this move my own. I've seen uh, Masawa do a uh, forearm uh, off the second. I've seen him do that. Maybe even off the top. But uh, how do I make it my own? Well, just try to find you know a, a, you know a position in the air where it's like okay, take the picture now. And then once I get that, now I can come in with the form. Now I've made it's, it my it's own. It's almost like you, it's so beautiful when you do it though. Like. That move and that pose, you hold it for so long. It's like you're landing in slow motion. I, I think about when you um, did it to Roman Reigns on a table. I'm like, he hit a forearm that put someone through a table. Like you don't see that. You don't even think it's possible. Did you have to? So did you have to you consciously think like I'm doing it? Hold it longer. I need to hold the position longer. It looks more dramatic. Like I think that, but that's the that that was the whole point of the forum it's just like holding that pose as long as i can so that you can get your camera ready and take the picture before i hit the forearm like that's the whole thing like and and, and it all had everything to do with making it my own that's that's it nothing else and it just body control like if you if you you'll see that same motion if you if i run and close on somebody in the corner it's the same motion really and just with the, the forearm i got more time to hang and you know, do you like it? Do you are you more into that than you were the Styles Clash? I've always kind of wanted it as my finish, but they never no one ever gave me the green light. You know, because I can hit that on anybody. The uh, Styles Clash I can't hit on everyone. Some guys are too big, too fat, too tall, whatever. I I, I just think from like I like the Styles Clash a lot. I just think from the forearm standpoint from the from the standpoint of a climax. It looks like more of a the, – the, the Styles Clash requires slowing down a little bit, stopping, setting it up, going. Right. The forearm just happens, it feels yeah. like, out of nowhere. Yeah. It, it feel, do, you, do, you re, do you regret at all that – I maybe I'm framing that wrong. I regret that in this era there are never regular TV matches practically that end without a finishing maneuver. I, I believe that like finishes were more, a little bit more special, were easier to be special because every blue moon, someone would just hit like a hard clothesline and pin someone. I just talked about that today. Is that I feel like we should have more. I, listen, I, I finagled my way into three finishes. I found yeah. a, actually, if you want to count, we can also do four because I found a way to get the 450 as a pin, the calf crusher, the styles clash, and the form as pins. I wish we would have more than that. Because now, uh, you know, false finishes, you know, are only false finishes if you've ever beat someone with them. So exactly. Otherwise, the fin- it doesn't mean anything. Right. There's never a world in which we're watching Raw, and someone comes out and just does something really quick. Uh, you know, whatever it may be early on. Randy Orton, for example, even Randy has never hit a pin with his second rope DDT. That never leads to a pin. Yeah. Why? It looks really painful. Well, I think because the next spot is him 
setting up the yeah, RKO. So, right. He doesn't go for the pin, though. Could right. he? Could he? I don't know. Maybe he, never, he, he never goes for it. So who, who's to know? But that's part of the magic. And what we do is that, you know, when you're doing these kind of matches, it's like, what do we want them? What do we want these fans to see or want or think at this moment? And some things don't require a pin. They require a sale or, a, you know, something like Randy would do to get people set up. Like, here it comes. I'm going to freaking rip this guy's head off. You know, not everything requires a pin. Right. Sometimes you're setting up to something else, not to the end of the match. Right. Um, AJ, uh, I speak for every wrestling fan in the world when I say we are so happy you're, you are doing this. This has been a fun run that we're just in the middle of. It's great. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's hope I can pay it off at WrestleMania. Yeah, please I don't disappoint so. us. I want to get to call you best in the world next time I see you. <laughs> AJ Styles, everyone. Oh, my goodness. This is a very exciting moment. Very special She's guest. not like most girls. She loves Bear the Dog. Oh, Hey, do you like that song? <laughs> Have a seat. Grab a micro. Oh, meet that guy, Greg. Hi, nice to meet Greg, you. Nice to meet that you. is Greg. This is Nia Jax. That's me. How are you? What up, Paul? I love today's outfit, by the way. Do you? Yeah, the sort of caped. It's like it's like it's like you're wearing a sport coat on your shoulders, yeah. but it's like kind of connected to your shirt. I feel like it's a little like what is it? What's that place in Connecticut everybody goes to? I have no idea. You mean the rich people place? Yeah, yeah. Greenwich. Um, Greenwich. I feel like it's very Greenwich. It is. You do look very Thank Greenwich. You. Um, oh, that's what it is. More Hamptons, actually. More money. A different yeah. scene. You said she's more Hamptons than Greenwich. Oh, oh my God! SGG just poured water. The physically clumsy. This is dip. I blame it on dip. It is dip's fault. It's dip's it. fault. We blame everything on dip. And I, how are you? He's not even like he's not even of age to be here. You, how old do you think <laughs> Dipperstein is? By the way, Dip's at least eighteen years old. All right, and, and what's the max? At how? What's the oldest he could be? I got a little bit of facial hair, so maybe like 22. Oh, not bad. 22 years old. Yeah. I went to high school where people had that much facial hair, though. So he might yeah. be like, I feel bullied. I'm being bullied right now. Are you really? How old no. are you? By the way, Naya's, Naya, Naya fights back against bullies. Yeah. Exactly. Excuse me. Are you not watching Monday Night Raw every week? Yeah. So Jim, you, I can't with you. You seem, you seem like a, someone who very much takes everything in stride. You don't seem overwhelmed by the weekend at all. Like, oh no. I'm at, like, I've actually been extremely excited for this week. You saw that program, right? Yeah, I did. Did you see it? You haven't seen the program yet, have you? First of all, for everyone who's looking for a program, uh, I'm in the program on the inside. which is Paul Rosenberg. It says Paul Paul Rosenberg (laughs) on the inside. Me and Sam have pictures, so I'm very excited. But Naya's picture is just front and center of the whole thing. Eek. Yeah. And that doesn't make you nervous, though. though. No, that, like... If, I, I was just saying this to Micah, like, it's crazy because I've always, like, ever since I've been here, you've always seen, like, beautiful women being represented, like, but I've never been on a poster. I've really not, like, been featured in any commercial or anything, you know? And so, to see myself, like, in the middle of the program or in, like, these little banners all over the city, like, I'm, I'm like, I started to cry because I'm like, I wish my mom could see it. I wish she could be here to see, like, this is crazy. Like, I'm me, big girl, you know, being represented. All over the city for like one of the biggest shows of the year. Let's be. How do you feel about the term BBW? Ooh, I'm I'm not mad at that. I'm gonna tell you. Can I tell you my issue with the term BBW? Tell me. I would love to hear it. All right. You are a BBW because you're a big, <laughs> beautiful woman. Thank you. The problem is, a lot of people who are just big, they go big, beautiful. <laughs> and just because you're big, it doesn't it doesn't mean you're necessarily beautiful. <laughs> you need all okay. three. You need. Yeah. You yeah. gotta it's be all three. People just run with the first one. No. I'm like, no, you're such a heel. Listen, <laughs> is that why I'm getting booed? Yes, in exactly. He's always getting booed. He get, he like did a Q and A yesterday, and he got straight up booed. Like nobody liked him. Not at all. And Almost they're... ruined my Q and A. But be- how dare you? Beautiful doesn't necessarily have to mean like, oh, I'm looking at her and like, you know, I'm you know beautiful. what? That's beautiful. a very you know, good point. Beauty inside comes and out. All. Exactly. And so. 
actually the inside is way more important than the outside. So I'm still being a judgmental jerk. Is what uh, 100%, you're 100. 100%. So, um, but speaking of, of that, it's become. Did you ever have a moment? Because I know I did. When you realize, like, with the way the world is going, mm-hmm. and I say this in a positive way, mm-hmm. we are now catching up as a society with where we should be. Yeah. Where previous behavior that was un- that was for so long acceptable is becoming unacceptable. Judgments that were always accepted, no more. Did you look at yourself and you go, hmm, I am a, like, uh, brown-skinned, ethnic, heavy-set woman. Mm-hmm. All these things that were... for. Th- for all of eternity, yes. up until literally like a like year ago, yeah. were a disadvantage, yes. could now be an advantage. Did that cross your mind? Ever? No, never. Uh, like, 100%. I didn't think that ever happened. I, I feel like you're right. Everything that was taught to us as a young age, like, you are either, like, a skinny, blonde, brown-haired girl, like, perfect, beautiful face. Like, had the big girls always got cast aside. Oh, yeah, she's cute. But, you know, that's not the one we're going to put on the marquee. That's not the one we're going to feature. And now... It, being unique is something that people are finally embracing and finally liking. And so it makes me so happy that I get to be a part of it, but it makes me even happier that people are recognizing it and like, um, emulating it themselves. You know what I mean? Like young girls are being like, Oh my gosh, look at Nia Jax like me. Like I can go out and do that. Does it ever make you cry? Do you ever get girls that almost like make you cry? Oh, a hundred percent. It's happened all the time. Live events. Yeah. And like, what do they say to you? What, what's the comment that people say? Well, just the thing that I look up to you so much and like you've changed, you've changed the way I'd be able to look at myself in the mirror and the cool thing about it, which I never thought this would ever be, but like fashion wise, like girls are like, Oh my gosh, I, I never thought I could wear something like that. And then I saw you wear something like that. And like I went and I found it and I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like that never crossed my mind. I have to say though, like, um, especially with your program, I feel like the, you mean the program here or you mean a program with Alexa the program with Alexa okay. that you have going on. Um, there, this is the one that I'm almost most interested to see because of how it plays out. Yes. Because of these messages that they're sending people, these subtle messages. And I, I, I would be very disappointed if you don't walk out of WrestleMania with the Women's Championship. Oh, really? You, you feel you feel it'll, it'll be like a Booker Teacher Appalachian situation? I do, just because of the messaging that it sends. Like, mm. you know, that program, you know, was 15 years ago and all the messages that he sent to Booker T in that program was like, you know, you have the nappy hair, champions don't look like you, and now we come to another program where you're basically being body shamed, and then to to not come away with the championship, I know you're telling a story, and there are long-term things at play, but this is this you want feels the, like you want the satisfaction of the bully getting her comeuppance. Yeah, the good old comeuppance. Yeah, especially yeah. especially with like you said, how many young girls and not even young girls, but like young people are paying attention to this and what's happening and are receiving. Do it. you feel that way at all? Would you be disappointed if you're not champion on Monday? I mean, like from a not just from it's nice to carry the title, but from a uh, messaging standpoint, like. You know, from a messaging standpoint, I definitely feel as though, like, I need to be able to face my bully and take, you know, take away the reward. Um, but it's also, like, she, regardless of the fact, I know this is stupid, but, like, in cliche, like, this is a big, huge moment for women, period, and for people to see, like, me face my bully, whether or not I get my title. Or, sorry, my title. No, you just don't. <laughs> That's right. That's whether right. Yeah. Not, I beat her for the title. 
at the end of the day, like I'm, I'm the message that we're putting across out there to the world that like people keep saying, why are you talking like about body shaming? This is so bad. I'm like, no, it needs to be talked about. We need to have this conversation. Like people need to see this happen. They need to see, yeah, I'm the big girl. I have no problem being the butt of the joke. I have no problem with that because if it sends a great message to the kids out there. Well, and you're like, not the butt of the joke. The, the, the truth is Alexa is, and I, I'm glad they started. I'm glad she started saying those things because oh, yeah. frankly, if she didn't, to me, that's an unrealistic storyline. Mm-hmm. The idea that Alexa Bliss would have a feud with you, right, mm-hmm. and not say things about your body and stuff and not bully you. That, that's just not what a bad guy – that's what bad guys do. True. So I, I, I actually think we shouldn't be in a time – where we're so PC mm-hmm. that the bad guys have to be PC. Yeah. No, the no, bad we, guys should say bad things. Exactly. And then they should get beat. And you, That's how the story works. She's right. actually like, everything aside, she's an amazing... Dip, cover your ears. Cover your ears. Yeah, it's, not, it's not storyline. Cover yeah. your ears. She is an amazing worker, actress, like... I have a wonderful time working with her. Like, yeah, there is some real, real stuff in our storyline that we have, like, legit beef. And I've talked to you about that. Um, so it does make it easier for the storyline to go on. But working with her has been easy because we, she, we both commit to this. Like, we're committed to this because we, we know the message. We And we want to take it to the next level. You know, we're not sitting here, like, saying, like, we're the four horsewomen and we're going to do this. And we're going to put on this, like, you know, match where we're flipping and jumping off all kinds of crazy things, which is amazing don't get me wrong but we're we're doing it from another perspective we're showing a very good we're, you're opening up a book and you're reading a story or you're watching a movie right now and you're gonna see like wrestlemania is like the end of the movie that's like hopefully it might not be the last chapter but towards the end right yeah and, or at least and, of this first of this book because yeah. you guys could have books for a long time exactly yeah, yeah. And i'm certainly not going to try to tell anybody how to do their job but i mean just as the audience in the story even if this is just a chapter It'd be a really disappointing chapter. I, I mean, I haven't gotten over. I the think book it's of, time too. I haven't gotten over the Booker T thing. Well, it's and funny this is like too. Years ago. We should talk to Booker it. about it. So, you, should, you should hear Booker's take on that. It's very interesting. I'm not over it, and I, I can't handle the weight of of the Booker T thing carrying that, and and then the Nia Jax thing as well, and just taking that into my 40s. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you a random question that I did not think about Ooh, asking you previously. I love it. Um, you are family with the Rock. Yeah, legit, definitely. That conversation <laughs> that exists. About, I don't know if you've heard it, but I'm guessing you have. Oh, I think I know where this is going. Oh, jeez. Let's go there. Let's the, go. Are we going there? The Rock yeah. is the Rock is Samoan. Yes, he is. He's not the he's he wasn't an African American champion. I think that's no. BS. Even though his father Such is BS. Even though, by the way, we I want to ask you about Samoans. Yes, but then there's a, but then there's another <laughs> Let's part dive of into that, that, which is one part. But then yes. of course his dad's Rocky Johnson, yeah. who's, just, who's a black man from yeah. America. Just the yeah, math, yeah. just the We're racial math. So just he's, racial he's math. A black man from he's Canada. A black man from, oh, from Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Get your stuff together, North, Paul. It's North America. All right. Yeah. Now, <laughs> so first of all, do you, how how do you feel about that sentiment that some people don't consider the Rock to be a black champion? You know it. So I I'm considered Samoan, and my mom's German. So it's kind of like for some reason, like when people associate people, like that's another reason. Like, sorry, it's hard to put into words, but like, so what they see is what they get. Like to me, when I look at when I look at Dwayne, I see a Samoan man, and so people just automatically assume he's Samoan, and he's very into his heritage. Like he's very close with his mother, and like my aunt is amazing, and she is like the heart and soul of him, and like wrestling and um so yeah he associates with samoan and like it's probably offensive to you know some people were like well he's also black it's like well i'm also german you know what i mean nobody associates me with being german sure it's just for some reason like and it is like our our world kind of associate like 
it sucks when people put people in categories, right? Well, and it's weird too it, because why do they choose for you too? Which is exactly. the thing that sucks. Is so like it's, it might not necessarily be here, but like it's the audience they have associated him with something you know like you know flex <laughs> when he was flex cavana and he came out and he looked like a big old <laughs> samoan curly haired freak love yep. him to death but you know like people instantly he was a samoan guy but then he showed up with the nation of domination too people forget all of that like yeah they can't say he never represented for black culture when for probably well, also, a good I, year I, and a half of his I career know, i did not know this was even a oh, discussion a that he yes. like doesn't represent for well, pe- people don't believe because the reason it's a discussion is is when people discuss whether or not there's ever been a black WWE champion. Oh, yeah. And he's held it several times. And he held it seven? several times. Yes. And it's like, I just don't think we get... To, first of all, b- um, being black and being Samoan are not mutually exclusive. Yeah. So just because he d- identifies as Samoan, you being like, no, you have to care more about your skin color than you do your heritage. Yeah. No. His heritage is going to be his number one thing, right? That's that's, just, I mean, that's what, he, that's what he relates himself to. You know, like, if in the Samoan culture, if you've known any, like... Like Samoan people, we are very strong in our culture, and then like where we take a lot of pride in it because we come from a small island. You know what I mean? Like we were always not considered like the smartest people. Like we've come a long way, right, as a culture, and so it's like we're very passionate about it, just like anybody would be about their family. So he is very passionate about the Samoan culture, and that's why people. And it's not necessarily him that put himself in that category. It's people just seeing that's which is who so he is. I have to ask a, a question because you just mentioned Samoan culture and like. The, the island being small. This is going to sound stupid, but you're, you're biracial, right? You yes. said you're part German. Uh, the rock is part black. I believe I read somewhere that Roman is part Italian. Yes. Is, is the, is it so tight that now we've gotten to a point where Samoans are afraid to date Samoans because you're also like all family? <laughs> What's up with that? Oh my gosh. Uh, that's hilarious. That was the joke. That's like the running joke growing up. Like, oh, she's, or he's my cousin. I can't mess with him. Or she's my, my cousin. I probably can't mess with her because we do, it's an island. It's right, right. Um, but hopefully now we've gotten to the point where, you know, it's a little bit more <laughs> of a break. A little bit bigger of a break. <laughs> a little bit bigger of a break. <laughs> the between. incest can be at least just spaced yeah, out a little bit. spaced out a little bit more. Like, you know, it's, it's hopefully. There's enough generations that, that was like, like the running joke though. Like Wait, growing so growing up. up, growing up though, who in the wrestling world that we know, Samoans, did you know slash were related to and saw in your life? Um, so Peter, my via. The high he, chief. Uh, well, I didn't get to see him because he actually passed before I was born or like when I was born. But when I was growing up, my dad would show article, show me articles of him. Like, cause we still live, I grew up in, I was raised in Hawaii on the North shore and he used to, you know, obviously they had a, um, a territory out there and they ran a bunch of shows. And so I would see like him on the front page of the Hawaii newspaper with like blood all over his face. And like, I mean, just like holding people up. And, over wait, his and, head. Peter, and Peter, my via is your. It's my, so it's a long story. So Dwayne, that's his grandfather. That's Dwayne's grandfather. Yeah. And he is actually, Peter Maivia is my dad's first cousin. And Peter Maivia okay. is So he's my second cousin. cousin. Okay. So Dwayne's like my third or fourth. No, he's actually my fourth. Your fourth cousin. Yeah. So, but we're blood related. Like, but it's like, so I, that's who the first actually person I watched. I, I remember like, daddy, like, what's the, who's that? And he was like, well, that's Uncle Peter. And I'm like, well, why does he have blood in his face? And like, it just like was the very first. Who else in your, anyone in your immediate family wrestle? No, it's just me. So why, wh- why did it, when did you know? Cause I knew you played basketball. We know you modeled. You did all yeah. kinds of other things. I sure did. At what point did you start thinking like, hmm, this, I could really go for this wrestling thing? WrestleMania 28. Okay, and what happened? Why? Uh, John Cena versus The Rock. Yeah. Just the whole entire show was just awesome. And like when I saw and Dwayne. You, did you come as family? Were you Oh, here? yeah. I was family. I was sitting, you know, ringside. So you were just sitting ringside yeah. watching your cousin. Yeah. 
and you felt and then you're like this is awesome i was like this is amazing this is like adrenaline rush like that was like my very first wrestlemania i got to actually sit and watch in the crowd and uh i had turned to my aunt and i said hey do you think like I could ever do something like this? You mean Dwayne's mom? Yeah, my auntie Asa. Mm-hmm. And she said, she's like, oh my gosh, yes. She's like, she instantly was like, we need women like you in this company. We need women like you that can actually go in there and show people that women like you can do this. So, and so then what's the next, right. what's the, yeah. after you talk to auntie Asa, what's, what's the next thing that happened? So she obviously like in her amazingness, like went to Afa and said, Hey, my niece wants to start wrestling. Can we, you know, I was living in Carlsbad, California. She was like, can she move over here to Orlando and like start to wrestle? I was literally going to live with her down in South Florida and drive like three or four hours every day and go train with Afa. But then I specifically said, please don't tell Dwayne. Cause I kind of wanted, I just wanted to do it like my own thing. Um, but of how course, like, how am I supposed to hold, how, tell her not to tell her son something? How'd he find out? Did she tell him? She, she told snitched? him. Yeah. Well, she, like, we were already in the process, but then she was like, oh, you know, Lena wants to go, or sorry, yeah, well, you know, Lena wants to go. Dip, cover yours. Cover yours. I don't know who Lena is. Yeah. Lena wants to go train for wrestling, and he said, hey, let, you know, I heard there's a performance center opening up, and let me see what that's all about. So, he, then he, he told me, he was like, you actually want to learn straight from the WWE, it's probably the best way to learn, and, um... And so I got a tryout. Thankfully, nobody knew who I was. They didn't know who I was related to. And uh, I got a fair tryout. And they liked me. They liked my look. They liked that I could move. So, And I, I Regal loved my promo I cut. What was it about? It was just, you know, my happy-go-lucky self. And then, like, I flipped into the psycho And he was like, oh, my God, I loved it. He's like, that promo had me. Like, when they were, I guess when they were talking about who they liked, he was like, instantly, I said, yo, I was like, oh. Is it is it nice for you? Being a baby face because I've often said, dip cover your ears. Dip cover your ears. That she is, you're the biggest baby face in the WWE locker room. Like everyone <laughs> loves you. I mean, you, you are a very beloved person here. I mean, oh. ev- I think everyone from the office people, everyone's very fond of you. Oh, thank so you. So is it, is it easier to like, that's kind of now your character? Is that a little easier? Well- being myself is a lot that, I mean like parts of myself like obviously turned up but it's a lot easier to do that in the ring like to just kind of like in, when I'm cutting promos and stuff it makes me feel more comfortable but the part of like being a baby face like for the crowd it's hard that's just hard initially like too any, many people to please exactly honestly. like and and like I think I feel like Brock is probably one of the better baby faces because he does he does not give up about anybody's opinion nothing he is just a hundred percent himself and he goes in there puts on a good show and then he's out he's not trying to please anybody but at the end of the day people still like want to see him and they're like obsessed with him right so it's harder for me i'm still trying to get to that point where i'm just like i need to go out there and do my thing and not care what people think Uh, they'll cheer Uh, you if you're yourself i think it'll be harder for you as a woman though too because if i feel like brock can carry that attitude not to yeah take it there but like it's a very he's from a very privileged excuse me privileged position like a black guy couldn't do that without facing some type of scrutiny and and a Samoan woman like yourself also probably well, you, you think never... people you think people would be more likely to be judgmental of the yes, that, attitude yeah i think so that's an interesting that's an interesting thought that i hadn't thought i about. didn't think about that but no you're probably right it, but it, like i said like in this world like it's no matter what as a woman I'm always going to get some sort of scrutiny. Like yeah. you're not doing it right, especially as a bigger woman. You know, I'm always getting told like, "Oh, why aren't you doing this?" You know, Sasha does this off the top, and she's that, and I'm like, "You can't do that. You're you're slow. You're fat. You're this." I'm like, "I'm not going to please anybody." And then there's people who are like, "Oh my gosh, you can do all that stuff at your size." You know, like, who who's your? Who, who, you have to leave in a second, but who's your person? Who's the person who your number one person? At the company who's looked out for you and pushed you along? Is it Fit Finley? Is it, like, who is the it's, person? It's for Paul you? Rosenberg. It's it, it, it Sky me? Paul Rosenberg. I don't know who <laughs> if you know. Um, you know, when I started out in NXT, uh, 
I had there was there was an amazing guy. His name was Joey Mercury. Mm-hmm. He uh, was actually at the trial. Well, he was at my tryout. Um, he was the one who said, "You're my number one draft pick." And so when I got like, he actually got moved up to the main roster when I got signed. But he was the one who was like pushing for me like on the first day of the. So tryout. Joey Mercury was the first. Joey one. Mercury was the first one to her, and then him and um, Coach Sarah Motto. Mm-hmm. Oh. And once Joey was up on the main roster, like Sarah Motto was like and Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn. Those two, like, they were pushing me and pushing me and, like, did extra ring with me. You know, Sarah, like, I don't know if you ever followed her career. She legit, like, kicked the crap out of me one day. She's definitely, like, the unsung hero oh, of the women's resolution. I wish, me, like. I wish she got, like, she hates the spotlight, so she literally, like, sh- shies away on purpose, but she is amazing. And I wouldn't have never gotten as far as I have without her. And then ever since I've gotten up here, Fit Finley has like he's been he, for all the women not like if you ask any woman on the roster everybody would be like fit finley has been like the he's like the one pushing for us like fighting for us when he's in those meetings like when he's in the ring and when we're doing stuff he is fighting for us and always helping us you know he loves to fight oh i, I, oh, I fight him all the time do you understand that i fight him like i literally fight him all the time you like wrestle i shoot them? fight him all the time just because i like to just i love fighting i look at his face and i want to punch it is that weird <laughs> no he, he no, draws not... that out of me i'm looking at him like get over here I'm all right you heard you it out. you heard it here first she your future raw women's champion has nope. the urge to punch <laughs> fit finley in the face right in times. the face directly in the kisser uh bear sends his love oh my god i love bear naya good luck this week Thank you so much, guys. I really Good appreciate luck. it. Thank Nia you. Nia Jax, ladies and gentlemen. And now as we continue on the Cheap Heat Spectacular, some words from our sponsor. Read some of these words, SGG. Flap. Jowls. Pustule. Nuggets. Gurgle. Smear. Curd. Bulbous. Tender. Dongle. Pork. And moist. Wow. That was very uncomfortable. So listen, certain words like that make you uncomfortable. So, don't you want to be comfortable in what you wear? Timberland Pro Work Shirts, Pants, and Boots. Head to toe, Timberland Pro. Not uncomfortable. As we close out our uh, WrestleMania Spectacular, yep. a man who I'm expecting to see in the ring this weekend. Uh, that's, that's the hope, at least. <laughs> that would be Macaulay Culkin. Yep, that's me. So Hello. Where, where do we stand, Macaulay? Where do we stand with this? Uh, with what? With you performing at WrestleMania this weekend. Uh, I am totally in. I d- actually did offer my services. Uh, uh, I challenged Rusev. I remember that. Yeah, yep. And how did that go? Did he... How, you know, uh, he, I was trying to talk some more smack. He, he, he I, wouldn't I lost, do it. I lost track of him, you know? And then I offered to be Strowman's uh, tag team partner. Also an interesting choice. Yes. I, I like that fit for you better. I think so, too. I, I think he could totally lawn dart me across the ring, like, into, you know, yeah. Well, that could be your, that could be your finish. Exactly. Like, See, I, he throws you, Macaulay Culkin. I Hopefully he doesn't him, throw man. him into a broke kick, though. You don't right. have yeah, that to it's, like, it's true, it's true, but same time, I'm willing to take that to the face, man. It's okay, you know, yeah. So, how, I pitched it to him, but uh, he wasn't going for it. How uh, how big a, how, I saw you at SummerSlam, and you're obviously here now. How big a fan are you of, of WWE? You uh, what's WWE? What, what, what's, what is, what is, right? who is that? Who's that on that poster? Which one is Rollins and which one's Lesnar? <laughs> um, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a very big fan. Like, I keep up with it often and I go as often as I possibly can. And so. had, uh, throughout the years, did you stay a fan or you come in and out? Uh, kind of came in and out. Like, I loved it when I was a, a kid, you know, Ultimate Warrior and the Rockers and all that stuff. You, you were at one very young, right? I was, was uh, seven. 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 Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm older than I look. Yeah. And, uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah. And I was a big fan in that era. And then, Warrior kind of like left, and then the Rockers split up, and so that kind of lost lost me for a little while. And then, um, 
Look, take well, it, I came back in about 96 is when I started kind of like getting back into it again. So let, let's go back, though, to that time. So you show up at 7. What This is 91. One. So your Home Alone's 90? Uh, indeed. That's when it came out, yeah. Ni- Home Alone's 90. You are, at that moment, mm-hmm. one of the most recognizable faces in the world. That's me, I guess. Um, yeah. You yeah. said it, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, I <laughs> literally get you everywhere, sir. Wait, what, what year were you born? Uh, 1980. I'm 79. Right. So we're the exact same age. Okay, I watched go, the yeah. whole thing. Mm-hmm. I, and, I, and so you show up at that time. Can you now, as an adult, look back and think about how interesting it was that, like, you're a kid who showed up, like, here, for example... Mm-hmm. But, like, you were more famous than almost everyone here. They were probably <laughs> geeking out to see you. Like, you. Do you remember that experience? Uh, um, yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, I, you know, I wasn't, like, an infant or anything like right, that. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. What was it like? Uh, it was totally fun. But also, I, I wasn't, like, they didn't have, like, access back then. I, I didn't have a podcast, you know. Right. <laughs> like, you know, I uh, didn't get to do the Radio Row kind of experience, of course. Uh, um, but, yeah, no, it, it was... It was Who'd you meet? Memorable. Do you remember who you met? No, not really. I mean, Marla Maples, I remember. She was she was the ring bell That's person. Cool. That is... <laughs> Is so random. Because yeah. <laughs> I was right behind the, the, the she was a guest ring bell person, and so that was me right behind her. Did you meet Hogan on, on this journey? No, no. But I, uh, um, I'd already met Heenan. I like, yeah, and so I was able to say hi to him. What was what was Bobby like? Uh, he was totally cool, man. Like, I mean, he was very sweet to me. And, you know, he was. He, you know, he was still like on. He was like, in character was, of it? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Like, you know, yeah, because he was just like, you know, like, I wasn't, I wasn't like a mark or anything like that, but I was still also like 10 or 11 years right, old. Right, you're a kid. So, like, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, he would turn it on for me. Cause I forget we did something for his like some Saturday morning thing or whatever. And so then I ran over to, you know, ran over the table when they were on a break. And I was just like, bye bye, bye bye. And he was like, oh, and he came over and everything. Was, was, there, was there a general, uh, what would, do you remember at this point still? Your life changing around that time, like and and going from normalcy to ridiculous fame. Yeah, sure. I mean, I was always kind of like doing stuff, and I guess like whatever. I mean, it just kind of it blew up just like much like bigger, of course. But you know, when you're that age, you really don't have anything to compare yourself to, right? Like, so, you only, so it's normal, relatively. Right? Ex- exactly. Like you know, I mean, I knew it was a certain amount of abnormal, but yeah, it wasn't you know. But it was also it was my normal. So there you go. Plus, I got to meet Marla Maples. Am I right, guys? <laughs> Dream complete. Uh-huh. 1991, Marla Maples. So, a lot of people think it's cool that Macaulay Culkin was friends with Michael Jackson. I think it's cool that he met Marla Maples in 1991. Thank you. Thank you very I'm always much. Mar- yes. By the way, I love Michael Jackson. I'm always more a Maples guy myself. Oh, th- see, me too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so wait, you said you jumped out of it and then got back in it in like 96. Who was who were your guys in like 96? That like the 96, 97 is like pretty much when the NWO stuff started happening and then like pretty much the beginning of the Attitude Era and then kind of started watching consistently from that point like all the Monday Night Wars and all that like I was I was heavily into that kind of stuff I'd even like VHS record them and everything like and you know rewatch them and so forth did you ever aspire to like do more with it like maybe try to be involved uh, well, no, not really. I mean, I was busy, and I'm I'm five seven and 120 pounds soaking wet. Like, yeah, what am I gonna do? I, I can do a half star frog splash though. I'm can you? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a one half star. Yeah, it's, there you go. That's yeah, pretty yeah. good. Yeah, Melter would be proud. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, well, yeah. If you do it in Japan, you'd be yeah, really good. Yeah. To go. Exactly. <laughs> so what? And what? And what is your podcast you're doing? Tell people on it's our called podcast. a Bunny Ears uh, Pod, and we talk about a whole kind of wide variety of things, and we have guests. You know, everyone from like Kevin Smith and Seth Green all the way to like uh, uh we had uh, we're having X Pac on. We actually already recorded him, but it hasn't. Oh, really? Yet. Oh, and, yeah. Sometimes we have guests. Sometimes we just do 
stuff about like conspiracy theories or whatever. So it's kind of a general kind of thing. And so do with my partner, Mr. Uh, Matt Cohen, who just walked by and snickered. Wearing a, either a Scott Steiner or a Buff Bagwell shirt. I couldn't tell. No, it's Scott, Scott Steiner. Scott, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Papa Pump. A big Papa Pump shirt. Heck yeah. Classic. Um, that's cool. And do you guys mostly do it at home? Or you do a studio? Uh, yeah, yeah. We do it at home and kind of like flip flop it. Like, so sometimes it's in New York and sometimes we do it from LA or whatever. How so. many, how many manias have you been to? Uh, this will be, I think, my fourth one. Something like that. I did seven. That's I did twenty four. Yeah, I know. I mean, just I expecting. Sometimes I'm busy, man. No, I definitely watch them all. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just I just can't always make it to New Orleans. Let's what's say. your What's your favorite one? Um, I mean, it's going to be seventeen. Like, I mean, I didn't go to that one, but that's like, yeah, of course. That, that's actually the easy answer, pretty much. But you know, yeah, but X seven, like, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's the easy answer. It's actually my my um, my special lady friend. Um, she just found out, and she's so excited because she got the vintage T-shirt that WrestleMania Four uh, happened on her birthday. Like, no, literally the day she was born. So it actually has like WrestleMania Four, which is not necessarily the best one, and it has like her birthday right, right under there. Like, yeah. So. Um, although I gotta tell you, a great one. Though. You know, it's, it's funny. funny. I, I, it's, I think it's underrated. Thing. So okay, so it's interesting you say that because I was listening to. Um uh, something to wrestle with uh, their episode about it and that's one of the things they talk about was people being disappointed and like all I, I think the tournament was awesome I, yeah. I love the idea of the tournament and all that kind of stuff yeah I mean I think there's certain kind of things where there was a lot of matches that were only like, th- like three minutes or four well, minutes they had to get through stuff because right? they had so many matches and like they didn't want to gas everybody out and then uh, it's also like you know we didn't get though we didn't get Steamboat and Savage in the second round we should have gotten that that well know, that that's the biggest mistake of yes. the of the event yes because I it's totally cool agree. it's cool that Hogan Andre never mm-hmm. happens yeah but that's what that's what Steamboat gets for having a baby you know yeah, yeah exactly and just trying to decide to bounce on us. <laughs> yeah. um, well, listen, man, I, I was trying to say what's up, uh, and, cool. yeah, and, and thank you for joining Cheap Eat for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, no, Thanks for having me. People can look for the Bunny Ears podcast, and we'll be seeing you around, hopefully, at more WWE events. That's the you know, idea. We'll look for. All right, exactly. Bunny, Bunny Ears. Ears. That's yeah. right. Bunny Ears. Macaulay Culkin. Thank Th- you, man. Thanks a lot, guys. Cheers. We've talked to everybody. There's nothing left to say. We've said it all. It's the said all. they've all Confirmed. been waiting for. We've said it all. There's nothing left to say. There's no more chatter. It's time for us to just go through the matches and put a bow on another year of WrestleMania Spectacular. So, we will do it with myself, Brian Dipperstein, SGG, and Timothy... Fulvanti. Timothy Fulvanti. Oh! Hey! Hey! Such racist. Anyways, here we go, guys. Um, we're not going to take all day. Andre the Giant... Oh, wait, hold on. Before we get to Andre the Giant Memorial <laughs> Battle Battle Royal, <laughs> before I get to it, you wanted to say something about Kid Rock. Oh, let me... Do, there, there's uh, an iconic... Kid Rock um, WWE situation that I think the the fans and the, the the peckerheads may have forgotten. So back in 2002, when the NWO invaded again, mm-hmm. there was a segment, there was a promo where that Ric Flair and Ric Flair came out and warned Vince McMahon against on a Raw and warned Vince McMahon against bringing back the NWO, not yes. to ruin the business. And he cut to a video. That was um, a. It's an incredible WWE montage of all the iconic moments, and in the back of it is "Lonely Road of Faith" by Kid Rock. And I suggest that everybody goes back and watches that because every single time you want to get like goosebumps or the chills about like your fanship and your markdom of wrestling, that's the video that you like should watch. Trust me. You better hope. That it is as good as you say it, it is. It is good. A, oh, this is a big... You're putting a lot of hype on it. It is good. It is really good. So I mean, um, it's a WWE video package, though. So it's an amazing so package. That's a very... One of the best packages ever. Very <laughs> good thought. 
Oh, my, you ringing bells? It's time. <laughs> Sam, you done? You're all set? Hot dog. Hot dog? You, hot dog? Come say something real quick. Hot dog. Hot dog. Get some star power, you know? We, we've interviewed a lot of people here today. A lot yes. of thoughts. A lot of uh, celebrities. No one, in no my opinion, a greater celeb than you, hot dog. Oh, stop. And hot dog, <laughs> what, anything you want to say about your weekend so far or expectations for WrestleMania on Sunday? WrestleMania is going to be awesome. Okay. Thank you. NXT is going to be awesome. <laughs> All right. NXT is going to be awesome. Yeah. And I can't wait to uh, run over to my hostel, which I'm staying at, which is going to be fun. What, what, you're staying at a hostel? Yeah. Sam Roberts has you staying at a hostel. No, I gave him. Hold on. He's grabbing him. Before I get besmirched. <laughs> I told Hot Dog, you can grab a hotel and I'll help you get tickets and everything. And he goes, uh, good news. I'm going to stay for the whole weekend. I was like, oh, great. And he was like, I decided to stay at a $20 a night hostel. I was like, Hot Dog, you can't. You can't. You well, can't. I mean, Wait, so, but hold on. So real quick. So you $20 don't get, is a damn good deal. That's a great deal. Great. And that's actually, it's even worse. Greg is staying at a hostel with his girlfriend. So I'm not <laughs> sure. Now, real quick. Um, and I'm making her pay for it. You, you did, but you, t- tickets taken care of. Yeah. He's going to Mania? Yeah. NXT? Yes. All right. So he's taken care I, of. Oh, I can't complain. This is awesome. And so, and so you, and you're, and you get some good content today? Yeah. Yeah. What are you, what are you looking forward to the most, man? You, uh, matches, uh, Styles Nakamura? Of course. Yeah. Sam, what's yours number one? Is that number one for you too? Are you are you just going straight ahead with what most people in our world feel? I mean, that's going to be the the special like wrestling fan match. Like, I feel like I'll feel about that. Like, I feel about Edge and Undertaker from WrestleMania twenty four. But there's something very romantic about this whole John Cena Undertaker thing that I'm really now. Be honest, will you be mad if it doesn't culminate with an official sanction sanction match? I would be upset. I I mean, the the card is so loaded. Will I leave angry? I can't say that. But but with that story, though, you'll be disappointed. I'll be satisfied. Remember, we are going to get Shill Sam, if it doesn't happen, to say on the record that he's disappointed. I'm going (laughs) to hear the words, I'm disappointed with what happened. And and that would make it romantic. What's more romantic than unrequited love, right? (laughs) That's right. All right, guys. Thank you. Hot Dog, have a great weekend. Great seeing you You as always. Enjoy the hostel. I hope it's not hostel. Thanks, Hot Dog. <laughs> All right, later, guys. Um, okay, so you talked about Kid Rock. We've, we've shared that moment. Yeah. Now it's time. The we bell w- has rung. That's, that's over for the Kid Rock talk. Wow, I just had a s- huge Rosenberg article. Oh, this is mu- Oh, my God. This is mage, dude. They just sent me the complex article about me that's coming out. Sorry, guys. You're our friends. You're listening. You can watch. I, I, we don't have time to read it right now. <laughs> the article is called Peter Rosenberg has a lot of opinions and, and a, new a new show. show. Look at the pictures they included. This is crazy. Look, I just want to hear Dip Traction. Sitting on set, looking fresh to death. Hold on, Mage. keep going. Ooh, <laughs> CEO talk. CEO talk. Cloth. Wait, it gets better. Goldstein show talk. Me and Ange Gold in a WrestleMania show. And WrestleMania vintage. fourteen. And by the way, for everyone who's. Um, for everyone who's listening and may have seen the announcement that I have a new late night show starting next Thursday on Complex called Open Late, you should also all know that my showrunner is former WWE SmackDown creative writer Andrew Angegold Goldstein. The, the Jew World Order, it's not just a group chat, guys. This is real life. We live the gimmick. We're rising together. This is a moment. I, I really want to stop and just read this article. How bad do you want to read the article? Erection? No. Erection, Jay. Partial erection. Partial erection. All right, so guys, let's go through it. Um, and we'll go through the card quickly and uh, t- give a quick some quick thoughts and predictions, okay? Nice. So do we do we start off with the ladies, the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royale? Uh, I'm just going to order on Wikipedia. Nothing better to trust than Wikipedia. Number one, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. You know my prediction. It's not going to happen, but I want it to happen. Mark Henry will go into the Hall of Fame tonight. 
He will announce he has one last match on Sunday. He will win the Battle Royal, and here's why. Because let's be honest, the Battle Royal has not done for people what it's supposed to do. Like, this whole push it's supposed to give you, I question that actually working. I think you're better off, for history's sake, for just cool moments. And Mark Henry winning that would be a cool moment. You're talking about in the lineage of big men that that starts with Andre. Mark's one of them. Like, a real legend in that regard. I love it. That's my idea. It's true what you say about... uh the push not really working I'm, and just really giving people cool moments. Um, Mojo, nothing happened for him last year. Uh, Big Show won and then people chanted, please retire to him for That's not nice. a, year and a, a year and a half. Um, so what do you think? Who wins? I don't think it – you know, who wins? I, I would hope that they use this as an opportunity to bring up an NXT guy. Have them Dolph win. Ziggler. Dip, is that why, why are you shaking your head? What's your thought? It's going to be Big Cass. A returning Big Cass. Okay. Uh, you know what? Like Greg was sort of implying, does it really matter? I say we just get weird. Matt Hardy wins. He does weird stuff, weird promos with the trophy, and and gets something out of it at least. Very smart prediction, and uh, I could agree with that as well. So is Big Cass. Women's Battle Royal. I think it's going to be Ember Moon coming out on top of them potentially and getting called up afterwards. Wow. What are your thoughts? I think that's a great thought. Greg? I didn't think Ember Moon... Um I was thinking Bailey or Sasha, honestly. But they don't need that. I was about to say the same thing, but you know how things usually go when there's a story brewing. They don't win. They cost each other the win. Well, Bailey wins or Sasha wins, and then whoever loses destroys the trophy. All right, this is wacky, and no one will believe me. Um, I, I think I like Ruby Riot. I like solidifying Ruby Riot. I think I think she needs that. I think she's good. I think she has the potential to be meaningful. Um, more so than a lot of the other new girls we've seen on the roster. And I think Ruby Riot winning it would really solidify her. All right. I think uh, it could serve a purpose in that way. That makes sense to me. Uh, I, I'm going to go with Becky Lynch because I feel like she's become like this forgotten woman on SmackDown. Well done. Another great call from Timothy Fiorand. I, and, and I mean, she's the first ever SmackDown Women's Champion. She's one of the four horsewomen, but she keeps end up ending up having to take a back seat to. She took a back seat to Naomi. She took a, a back seat to Alexa Bliss. And I think it's time to start bringing her back up. She's too good to be doing. Couldn't what she's agree doing. with you more. I, I've thought about her a, lot, her a lot recently. Like, what's going on? She was the first SmackDown Women's Champion. You know this. So that's another great call. I, I, uh, Cedric Alexander, sure. Uh, and the, uh, Mustafa Ali, Cedric Alexander. I, I don't have a real a real thought in, in a, this. I'm sure it'll be Cedric Alexander. In a shocking departure, I'm going to go Mustafa Ali. Well, you've, you're a sellout, and you are no longer accepted by the black community. The well, it's okay. Just, I, I have the Jew world order. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> I have a pretty safe fallback. On you do. You have a great landing spot. All right. Um, my heart. Yeah, it's got to be Cedric Alexander. But Mustafa Ali has been the breakout star of the Cruiserweight tournament. It's been a lot of fun. I know a lot of people don't have the time to watch 205 Live, let or let alone the major shows like Raw and SmackDown, but 205 Live has been a ton of fun over the last six weeks, and uh, I think this match is going to be great, uh, even though it's still on the kickoff show. Well, by the way, please don't short sell the kickoff show. It's going to be yeah, tremendous. Especially not hour two. Especially but, hour um, two, which is going to be phenomenal. But yeah, like, a lot of so, chatter about that. To your point, too, um, the promos that Mustafa Ali's been doing on YouTube and social media have been, have been really great, and I think to slap a championship on top of that. Uh, all right. Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. I'm going Roman Reigns. Uh, it, it has to be unanimous decision on this one, right? Roman Reigns. It's unanimous. Four for four. Okay. Uh, we'll move on to AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. You guys know how I feel. It is Shinsuke's moment. They're not, there's not another, there's not another year to waste till we get to that big moment. AJ doesn't need moments. He's that good. It does not matter. 
Shinsuke Nakamura. I think we got to go four for four on this one again, right? Again, Nakamura, Nakamura, yes. Uh, yeah, I think I'm a little bit closer. I think Nakamura does win because I think it makes more sense to because that's the way you carry that forward and you have more than one match between those two guys because if it's just one match, that feels wasteful. So, yeah, I, I lean Nakamura, but there are ways that Styles could win that match. I, I agree with you, but I'm, I, I don't think it will happen. Um, okay, we go The Miz, Seth, Finn. I am going Finn. I'm going Miz. Okay. I'm going Miz. He's uh, chasing that record, and I feel like... For some reason, WWE has been big on um, breaking records this generation. They did it with Asuka, and Miz could be in that position to do it again. All right. Uh, you know, I feel like this is the hardest match on the card for me to call. Uh, I think between uh, Balor and Rollins, one of them wins, and the other one is Roman Reigns' first challenger to the Universal Championship. So I don't think there's a lose. Uh, I'm going to just lean Balor just because I think he, he does a little bit more with the title. Do we get Demon? I don't think so. I think it's uh, been no, long no, enough away. I think you need to build back up to that. Let's go to Dipperstein. Dipperstein, how do you feel about so so infrequently seeing the Demon? I mean, I, I, I've covered this before, but um, I truly only think Finn is reaching his potential and is that meaningful when he's in, when he's in the gimmick. But the thing with the Demon, though, it, it has to be special, especially if they... I don't agree. I don't it, agree. It shouldn't be the. It shouldn't be the. He shouldn't see it on Monday Night Raw, and it shouldn't be every pay per view we see the demon. It should be. Well, how about WrestleMania? Is that special? No, yeah. I feel like it should be the. It should be that something that the feud calls for. Like we don't want every match, every feud thrown in the hell in a cell, and we don't need. A I demon. believe I'm with Dipperstein on this. I don't I, need a demon I believe, for every feud. Why? Why isn't he just a demon all the time? Ha- he doesn't have a gimmick. What is his gimmick now? He's not. That's why he has cool guy in a jacket. Mage. Cool guy in jacket. I, I you know when Dip first work. when Dip first brought this up, I was apt to disagree. I really think Dip's right. He has not established what he is without it. So if it's too difficult to do logistically all the time, find a more toned-down way to do it where you just do his face or whatever. But, like, I agree with Dip. Yeah. I don't know what he means without it. You don't really need don't. the whole body paint. Just do the face. They've, Who cares? He can't do the face because then it looks too much like blackface. And then the, uh, <laughs> Oh, stop. <laughs> that is a mage. By the way, that's why we have SGC. Red and yellow, you. whatever he needs to do. But he, Not, not he, just the face. He needs the whole Well, he won't get accused <laughs> of being in red face, okay? He'll be fine. He should be living the gimmick. The, he should be living the demon gimmick. I, 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 you know what? I like Dip's take on this. Yeah, well, but since he's not, though, I think then he's a, then he'll remain on the mid card because no, like one day I, they'll call him up to win the title again. But it's just he's in. I believe he's in this spot because people don't see him as a standout. I'm a huge fan. I like Finn Balor very much, but I just don't see him as special without the paint. I, I think presentation this, wise, right? And I I feel like this match could be the match. Where there is a breakout, the, the Miz gets a big physical match. Uh, he gets that chance. Uh, Balor and Rollins get a chance to fight for the title. Get to work with two guys who are really kind of locked in right now. I, I think it's going to be a really special match. All right, we move right along. Randy, Bobby, Jinder, Rusev. I say it's time. Well. Before Rusev was in this match, I thought it was time to go back to Jinder. I didn't think they were ready to move on from Jinder, and that's why he's in the match. Rusev being in it makes me feel that they go for the cheap pop of people going nuts for Rusev Day. I'll pick Rusev. I, I still feel like Jinder is the one to take the United States Championship. Um, I'm going to go Jinder. I, I, who knows what direction it's going to go in, but you don't add Rusev to that match just to have him lose. You, you, like you said, you get the cheap pop, and they go... A potentially completely different direction once you get to SmackDown the next week. 
I think it's going to be Bobby Roode. Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking Bobby Roode's winning. And by the way, that's I, what I've thought since the beginning. And for the night. record, I don't think that's unreasonable either. I, think yeah, I could be wrong, but I just feel like, um, like Bobby Roode's another guy. You know, like I, he is main event caliber to me. I don't even know why he's in the mid card. The guy should be competing for the title for the camp championship a thousand percent. Bobby. Yes. It's just it, again, I think Bobby actually speaks to me. He reeks of the thin thing you just talked about. He needs to be a heel. Like Bobby Roode is just an arrogant jerk and that's why he got over on NXT and it's Agreed. just Agreed. And just because he got a song that people like, they made him a face and it, it you, doesn't you, work. People can still like the song and have him be a heel, by yeah, the way. Of course. No one's gonna stop chanting glorious. Um all right. We go to Alexa Bliss Nia Jax. Nia Jax. I you know, I think we discussed this before, but look, Nia needs to win this. This needs to be Nia's win. I don't love everything about this build, but in the end, it should still be Nia. Right, I, and I, I've said this a couple times. I think Nia Jax should win this match in, like, absolutely dominant fashion. Like, we're talking Sheamus over Daniel Bryan, 25 seconds. Just put down your bullies, send out that positive message, and, and really make Nia feel like the the big star that she could really be. Love it. I love that take. I love it being a 20-second match, actually. Yeah, we all got to go Nia Jax. I'm be honest. If Nia Jax doesn't win, we riot. it will break the hearts of millions, we should really of, riot if millions of girls, and I might shed a tear as well. Oh, shed a tear? Yeah. We well, can't. I'm, I'm very emotionally invested in this match. She's not like tears. most girls. <laughs> She's not like most girls. Um, Asuka will beat Charlotte to become the SmackDown Women's Champion and join SmackDown. I think that's unanimous. Yeah. Right, let's move on. About that. Let's move on. Cesaro and Sheamus versus Braun and TBD. Who's the TBD? Uh, I'm going to go... It's going to be, like, Big Show. I think it's going to be somebody who he's got a little history with, somebody <gasps> who they destroy it, or... That's Mark. That's not the Mark spot. Braun's Mark's guy. It's true. But then... Why isn't that the send-off for Mark Henry, standing be, there with Braun Strowman? That'd be Mage. I, I would love Why that. Big Show? I not even think about that. There's no, the, the, the real, everyone knows the real history is Mark Henry is that they're strong men. He found Strowman. That's true. I mean, for me, Big Show is kind of the guy who pushed Braun Strowman to the next level. They had like three really crazy matches at the true. beginning of last year that really kind of elevated Strowman. I, and I, I feel like. But that's not nearly, that's not a real story. That's no, just they had good matches. Right. It's true. Uh, but I'm saying it's, it's gotta be one or the other. It's gotta be a huge guy or it's gotta be a tiny guy. There's no yep, in between. I, I agree with you 100%. That gasp when you had the realization that it should be Mark's spot is <laughs> was mage. I didn't even hear it. So it's a great thought. It was a supreme realization. <laughs> it was. It was. But um, yeah. And here in the conversation, I, I do feel like Mark Henry would be the guy. I love our listeners are probably like, wow. So Rosenberg wants Mark to win the battle royal and be Braun Strowman's partner. Yep, I do. I yeah, both. he can do both. I, I will tell you, if when, Adam Cole can uh, potentially walk out of NXT, why can't I do both? They should uh, put him in the Hall of Fame too. They are. What are your thoughts? <laughs> um, also, let me say this. I, there was a time when, when people started talking about Hogan coming back, and I thought about Hogan being his surprise partner. And here's the only thing I'll be mage about that. Not going to happen, right? No. Hogan comes out, gets the pop, whatever it is, mixed, mostly pop, yada yada. Match ends. Strowman beats the living crap out of Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and takes both championships. And takes both champions and championships and walks off. I, it would be a... It would be like giving Hogan his public comeuppance, which I just would think would be amazing. And potentially, if the crowd really reacts well to Hogan, puts Braun back squarely as a heel, which I prefer him that way. I don't, I think Braun as a babyface makes no sense. I know they cheer for big guys. I get it. A guy who just yells, Braun! And yet, that's not a- Get these hands! It's not, it's, I'm- You I know, I think get these hands is a very sexual thing. I mean, it's, it's great. It's, 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 really? I felt like get these, I, I, when I first heard that, as that was the, gonna be the new thing, 
I was like, get these hands. It's a very <laughs> sexual thing. To say. You're going to get these hands. That's very interesting. I didn't even think about it that way. Um, all right. Uh, but we agree it'll be it'll be Braun regardless. No, I think um, it, it's it'll, I think it's going to be repackaged Bray Wyatt. I know that that's like an easy internet thing for me to say, but I do think that's what's going to happen. I wanted it to be Jericho. I think Jericho would be amazing. Guess who doesn't want to surprise Jericho on this mania? Me. I kind of do. Really? Yeah. You hold on. You you are a he's human. turning heel on us. You're you're a human who right now feels it's been what four months. I I need another Jericho surprise. Not only that, from the Kid Rock to the... I know! What is wrong with you? I've the, Jericho, on this podcast, he's, he's a borderline non grata. Should we... <laughs> <laughs> borderline. borderline. I just don't have any... You know what would be even better? If Jericho came out with Jerry the King Lawler. Uh, uh, see oh now. My what are your oh, All right, let's keep going. Um, Usos, New Day, Bludgeon Brothers. There's only one team who should win. I, we all... I think everyone wants the Usos to have their moment, right? Like, this would be very cool. I think it's going to be Usos. The Bludgeon Brothers are... You know I'm a gigantic Bludgeon Brothers, Mark. Why, you are? I love Why, you love how old school? Because it's so old school. It's old school. I love it. You designed the gear. What is is the deal? I I think the gear is gorgeous. (laughs) So you're a fan? I'm a fan 100%. Tim, what do you think? Uh, I honestly think that the big moment is just the Usos being on the card. I think the Usos are probably raw bound to re- sort of rejuvenate that division. And I think they're just trying to elevate the, the Bludgeon Brothers. I think they yep. kind of walk away with it. I think you're probably right. Um, Dip? You think Bludgeon Brothers win? Yeah. Well, that's the, isn't that the build, right? That's I, I but My heart wants the Usos. I'm with Tim. I think, I th- I think gonna, the Bludgeon Brothers win. I think it's going to be Bludgeon Brothers too now that I think about it. Yeah, why not? it's been a build this whole time. We keep I seeing like them. For, you know what? I forgot. How are they going to lose, the by the way? They, they're, the, the whole thing is they're kind of unbeatable. Well, they don't. They don't have to take the pin. Good point. It could be a, a new day member. Like all of those guys have taken the pin before. Jimmy, Jay, Biggie, Kofi, and Xavier. So one of them can do it again. Bludgeon Brothers doesn't. have Do you think to. it should be? So they, who wins? You think Usos win? I'm going Usos. Right. Do you think uh, they should just sw- like one big Shao Kahn swing of that of that uh, <laughs> hammer and then the match ends? Like a green bolt just goes. They through, just kill um, someone in the ring and the match ends. Yeah. What are your thoughts? A I love green it. Bolt. Um. We're not going to spend a lot of time here. Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey, I'm assuming, get the win over Triple H and Stephanie. It's McMahon. the obvious answer. Yeah, that's unanimous. Yeah, like you, you just there's enough going on with Ronda, enough challenges right now. She doesn't need to eat an L in her first match. No, that's not going to. She needs to eat a W. Can we talk about Stephanie McMahon bringing that up though about how she uh, can't handle a loss and she's going to get another one on Mania anyway? Yeah, that is that Mitch. Promo? That is Mitch. And how about Stephanie at first? The first look of the of the slam through the table looked whack. But on the other look, it actually looks really dope. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they actually... The other angle? Yeah, it looked really good. So I was excited. I hope Stephanie does something cool. And lastly, Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon. Da- There's not a world in which Daniel Bryan loses at WrestleMania, is there? Well, there? You know, people are talking about a Shane heel turn on, in this match, which no, I think could happen in how did, how does that make sense, though? Well, why not? Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn hospitalized him. Yeah. Kevin Owens hospitalized his father. They hospitalized him multiple times. Yeah, a lot times. of hospitalization. Hospitalization. Local medical facilities have been getting a lot of a lot of work. Yeah, I don't Shane see how he turn. I don't see how you turn. It could be on Raw. Something's going to happen with Shane. Think what, what is it? Just going to be a clean win? Everyone goes back. I mean, this needs a gimmick to it. Uh, I sort of agree, Tim. It, yeah, it's tough because because you have the the jobs of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens hanging over it. I mean, they could always just go to Raw. It, it's the world of WWE. There's no real rhyme or reason you. to anything. I'd cover yours, Dip. I'm Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, um, yeah, I'm going to lean towards Brian and, and Shane winning just because they they need to feel a good moment, especially because 
with a crowd that's going to be at WrestleMania, perhaps a Roman Reigns Universal Championship match is not going to be so happy, I'll say. Hey, look, the New Day is walking by. We were just talking about you. <laughs> we were just talking about that. Moments ago. <laughs> it was something really positive. I love you guys. Love. Um, all right, guys. You know what? I got to tell you, I'm ready to put a bow on this thing. We've said all there is to say. It's, we've we're, given we're, we've we're given done? them hours of amazing content. There's, there's nothing else to say. There's there's one more thing to say. Stay mage. Oh my god. See you at walk-ons. Stay mage. <laughs>